everyone. Welcome back to Bad on Paper Podcast. I'm Grace Atwood. And I'm Becca Freeman. And today we are doing kind of a winter quarantine episode. It's just the two of us. We're kind of going to talk about how we plan to survive winter. Yeah, I feel like just as a general caveat here, we're both single. Neither of us have children. You might be having a very different quarantine experience. And if this is going to be triggering or make you angry, where our quarantine problems are mostly about being lonely, being lonely and um, filling our time and giving our lives purpose. You know, we're not homeschooling children and we have the utmost respect for people who are. But I just want to give you a heads up. If you think this is going to make you angry, don't listen. Don't listen. So, Becca, let's talk yes. about highs and lows. Yes. What's your high? My high is that this is actually – this happened last week, but after we recorded, I passed 10,000 words on my book, which feels like a big milestone. So how many pages does that translate to? Or like how long is – how many words is a book usually? So an average book is around 90,000 words. And I think okay. it could be less. Like I think it could be 75,000 potentially. Okay. So that's a big chunk. It's a big chunk. Yeah. I needed you to kind of break that down because – I don't know, like my blog posts are generally like a thousand words each. Yeah. So I, that helps to quantify it. Yeah. So that felt like a big milestone. Yay. And I don't know, it just felt like more official. Yeah. So that's mine. What's yours? Mine is, I didn't really have a lot of highs this week. It was a very neutral kind of week. Mine Me too. Is um, I had a call with Aaron Gates and we're starting to work on designing my Charleston apartment. What's the vibe? Can you give us any like words that describe what you're going for? Just a little more chill. Um, What has happened to my place now was, you know, I had to paint my floors because our lovely landlord refused to give me real floors. So the I painted the floors green and white. I've got this crazy palm leaf um, fabric to to make a closet out of, and it just feels a little crazy and like a little too much color. So we're kind of gonna pair things back. I'm really inspired by pretty much everything that Athena Calderon from I Swoon posts. Like when I ultimately have a house and do like a big remodel and like make a kitchen, like I want her kitchen. Um, But what's been really inspiring me is this picture of, of her living room. She has like a rounded couch. She uses a lot of neutrals, but she has really cool, interesting objects, which you know, I love my mm-hmm. like decorative objects and like pops of color. So I think it'll be very similar to what I have now. And we're figuring out like what I'm going to keep and what I'm going to sell and just kind of like narrowing that down right now. But I want it to be kind of like what I have now, but a little bit more calm. Well, I think a lot of your your furniture pieces are all very neutral. It's just like the It's the floors and the walls and then yeah. all the art. Yeah. So I feel like my art will be able to shine a lot better in a more calm space. I can see that. Yeah. So that's been really exciting. And it's just a high to work with Erin. She's so cool. Like we'd never spoken before, but I've followed her for years when we DM. We've just always DM'd and like commented on each other's stuff. So it was cool to like actually talk to her. And she's just very, very smart and really good at what she does. The other high I had is a small one, but like it's a kind of a neutral week. My friend Kelly sent me the most beautiful flowers. Um, I did her like a small favor. Like it was really not anything big. But she, the other yesterday, like she didn't ask me for my address. I don't even, she must have had it from when she came over to record the podcast, but she had them delivered and it completely just brightened my whole day yesterday. They're so beautiful. Yeah. What about Lowe's? My low is just that I have had so many work fire drills this week with Ooh. clients. Like I've had, I think, four, and it's just been stressful and it's taken me out of my productivity. And I just, I feel, uh, I don't feel like this was a a particularly productive week for me because of that. So that was annoying and unforeseen. Yeah. What about you? So I think I have a little bit of seasonal depression and um, I didn't even realize what it was until I was like on Ashley Spivey's stories and she posted this graphic and it was, I was like, check, check, check. Um, oh, I didn't see that. It was about seasonal depression. I saved the post. It was just um, talking about like the symptoms and stuff. And I've just been beating myself up because I'm like, I'm not motivated. I'm like always hungry. I can't stop eating. I just want to sleep. Um, and I realized it's that. And it's also because I have not been going out for my walks because it's just been Me so either. freaking cold. It's really taken a toll on my um, emotional <laughs> well-being. Like I don't feel that sad. I just feel like really unmotivated. 
Um, and like, I don't want to do anything and I could just like lay in bed for hours. So I, um, like in an effort to have a plan, I'm making sure I go outside a little bit every day. Earlier in the pandemic, I had an hour blocked off on my calendar that was like a walk and I would just move it around to like wherever in the day, but having it there and knowing that it was in my calendar, like made me think about it every day. Yeah. Um, And I don't know, it must have expired or I deleted it or something, (laughs) but it's not there anymore. But I actually want to put it back because I have not been going for walks either. Yeah. So that, I also got one of those like happy lights, um, Mm -hmm. which I'm going to look at, I guess, for 20 minutes every day. I don't even think you need to look at it. I think it just needs to be like. Yeah. In your line of. Yeah. Yeah. I haven't read the instructions. Like I think it could be next to you while you're at your computer. Yeah. So I got that and I also got a vitamin D supplement because Mm -hmm. um, that's another big one. So I feel like I have a plan. And even just because I've been going outside a little bit more, I feel better. But I was like, it was like such an aha moment. Like I was looking at this little graphic Ashley posted and I was like, yep, yep, yep. And I was like, that explains so much. So it, it actually is almost a high to like understand a little bit more like what's been going on with me. Um, but yeah, I'm just kind of unmotivated. I'm sorry. It's all right. It happens. Life just is ups and downs, right? Yeah. Yeah. Before we get into the episode, let's have a quick desperation minute. So if you're loving this podcast, we would love it if you would leave us a review in Apple Podcasts. And if you've already done that, uh, share this episode with a friend who might be bored during quarantine. Post this on your Instagram story. Do the things. Yeah, do them. Okay. So what would you say that your overall winter quarantine mood is? Honestly, I feel like it's productivity. I feel oddly adjusted to quarantine. Yeah, it's become like a new normal. Like yeah. I'm kind of used to it. I'm like, yeah, I don't see people and like yeah. I just like hang out by myself. Like certainly I would prefer the alternative, but it doesn't feel as momentous, I guess, now that we're almost 12 months into it. Yeah. So I've kind of just adjusted it and like can go about my daily life and, you know, sure, sometimes I'm lonely or bored, but I don't know, kind of just like, oh, yeah, this is how life is. Yeah. So I've just... I've been leaning really hard into productivity. Like I just I feel a need to ascribe purpose to this time. Like in my head I I want to come out of this being like, "Oh, I learned X skill or I did Y thing even if it doesn't end up becoming even if it's not useful. Just, you know, to have something to say that I was doing as opposed to just, I, "Oh, I sat on my couch for a year." Yeah. So I'm just leaning really hard into that. And I, I also just think keeping busy is good for my brain. And so I think in in winter, I, I feel like I'm trying to really lean into newness inside. Like even little things like new recipes or like new books that are outside of my genre or like new projects. Like I just um, – I knit a hat last weekend. Mm-hmm. Like even these like little things, like just little new things that mix up being inside. Yeah. Yeah. What's yours? I would say mine is like a self-improvement phase. Yeah. I've, um, especially with, if you guys haven't listened to our episode with Elizabeth Kilbert, like stop listening to us and go listen to her. Um, it's the best episode ever. But she really talked a lot about using this time as like a solitude and like a retreat almost. And I've been kind of doing that. Like a lot of the work I've been doing with Jackie has helped and like a lot of journaling I started listening to Untamed by Glenn Doyle earlier this week, and I'm really enjoying it. You know, I didn't love that one. I I loved her pre... Love Warrior? Love Warrior. I okay. think that was her second book. Yeah, I didn't do Love Warrior, and I'm liking Untamed because I'm such a people pleaser. Yeah. And I'm learning a lot. Again, it's just like learning about yourself and what your patterns are and what your tendencies are and like breaking the bad patterns. So I've been really enjoying it. Um, I just think she's very inspiring as a person. Likewise. Likewise. I, it was so wild to me how much I liked Love Warrior, even though I am not a devout Christian. I'm not a mother. I am yeah. not. I mean, there's so many things about her that are very different from me. And so it was weird that I felt such resonance with this book. 
Yeah, I felt the same because I was it was just like not even on my list of things to read because again the like it was like oh this Christian mommy blogger has mm-hmm. a book. I was like that is so not on my list of books to read. What got me into it was when we interviewed Elizabeth and she talked about the episode she did with Glennon. I went and listened to that and I was really inspired by a lot of the things that Glennon talked about with building her online community and just looking at things in like how she could be of service to her audience as opposed to how can I grow my audience. And that's something that's always been a focus for me as well. But I felt like, you know, she's just done that like 20 times like what I've done. Yeah. So I I was like, I need to like learn everything I can about this woman. I'm I'm fascinated. Well, she also, I don't know if she talks about it as much in um, Untamed, but on, on her like Instagram stories, I don't know if you follow her. I do. Um, she talks a lot about also about being an introvert. That was the next thing I was going to – I was like, oh, I do have more in common with her yeah. than I thought. Yeah. So I'm really enjoying that. I think after I finish that, I'm going to make my way through all of Brene Brown's books because mm-hmm. I am such a Brene fan. I um, I agree with you about the interview with Elizabeth Gilbert just like really shifting something. Um, you know, she – she said something about how for years people have talked to her about how they wish they had a time of solitude, like in Eat, Pray, Love when she goes to the ashram in India mm-hmm. and, you know, how she kind of in a joking, sarcastic way was like, well, like now you got it. Yeah. And, you know, it's so easy to think about all the negatives of quarantine and and it is like I do want to try to bring something positive or useful out of it. I know. Me too. So that's been my thing. Like, cause I haven't felt the motivation to, um, like get a new hobby or like a new work project. I'm, but reading these books has been something I've been really enjoying. And the other project I have is just decluttering my apartment and my whole life. There's nothing like moving to get rid of stuff because, you know, if it's if it has a place in your home, it's really easy to be like, oh, I might want this at some point. But then the yeah. minute you have to be like, well, in your case, move it across state lines. But you're like, do yeah. I want to pack this? Yeah, it is. I I actually love the decluttering process of moving. Yeah. And I've been in this apartment for four years. Mm-hmm. So it's a lot. So I've just been taking like little sections and I listen to Glennon as I declutter. Like I go through like the other day I went through my bra drawer. I have so many awful bras that are just like decrepit. Like, yeah. Why was I holding on oh, to them? Oh, yeah. Like my my workout gear, I have – like that's all purged. It's just like lovely. Do you know what I did a few months ago? I, like I just had this day where I just had like a um, – I don't know. I just had this urge and I ended up refolding all my clothes. Do you fold your clothes Marie Kondo style? No. I fold them very neatly. I roll certain things together. Like my, I have a system, but yeah. it's my own system. I, I haven't read her book about it, it how, do you, how does she fold things? So basically like have you seen photos online when you look overhead into a drawer and it's like all of the stuff is like pointing up so you can oh, see the – Yes. Like the spine of a shirt, if mm-hmm. that makes sense. The spine. Yeah, that totally yeah. makes sense. And um, But so, does she do layers then? Like, no. So you just do one, one oh, layer. That wouldn't work for me because my drawers are really deep. Yeah. But what is the reason I was saying this is um, especially with my workout clothes, it like made me realize how many workout clothes I have that were just sitting at the bottom of the drawer that like yeah. never got worn. Yeah. And like just were sitting there. So my trick with workout clothes is something I actually learned from Hitha. And you take your leggings because I have like mostly matching sets because that's just who I am. <laughs> You're like that too. Like you have your matching tie dye sets and stuff. I only have a couple of matching sets though. Oh. I have ever since I got really into outdoor voices a couple of years ago and their stuff is like indestructible. Like I, I send that out in the laundry and I've been doing it for like three yeah, yeah. three years and it's oh, it's just fine. It doesn't wear down. So I roll I take the sports bra and the um top and the leggings and I roll the whole set together. So when I'm getting up in the morning or like going to work out, I just grab a bundle. Yeah. And it's all there. And I like that. Yeah. So I'd say my move is just like purging and also self-improvement. And you can do those things together because I listen to my audiobook as I purge a section of my apartment. There's nothing better than combining two, yeah. two things you're into. Yeah. What are you excited for? What is your like, not high, but like just. I 
it's hard because today I'm feeling very unexcited about everything. And I know that this is just lack of going outside and like a little, again, a little seasonal depression. I am excited because when I, I really managed my expectations when I was coming back from Charleston. Like I was obviously very excited to see you and Alex and my other friends, but I was sad and I really didn't think we'd be able to go out to eat. Like I thought that my outdoor dining time was just going to be over because I don't like to sit in those plastic tents and it just seemed too cold. And I've actually been, I've been going out to eat like once or twice every week, like either a weekend brunch or a dinner. And it really hasn't been that bad. So I'm excited to go to as many of my favorite restaurants. I mean, within reason, because I don't want to get hypothermia. Last night, Rena and I went to Pastis and it was so cold. Yeah, it was the wind chill last night was negative five. Yeah. So I'm excited to go to restaurants. I'm really excited to design this new apartment and like have a kind of like a fresh start with all my stuff. Um, I feel like this move is going to be a little bit of a fresh start. I've been feeling very stagnant um, just because we've been locked up inside. I am, I am just feeling excited to um, take the next step and to do all the things to prepare for it. That's great. Yeah. I'm looking at your list because I didn't really have a lot that I'm excited about. <laughs> well, so I'm excited. I'm excited about the big projects that I'm working on. I have three big projects right now. Rom-Com Pod Season 3, which is slowly but surely happening. The book that I'm writing, which is still in its very early infancy. Um, and I have a secret project, but I legally can't talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> and you have your regular job. And I have my regular job. But I'm excited about the projects. I'm excited. Uh, my friend Kyle is is coming down over Valentine's Day. I'm excited for dinner with Kyle. I know. I didn't think I could go when you emailed me, and then I realized it was a different day. Yeah, he's driving down from Boston. And he's great. He's great, and I'm just excited to have company. Is he staying with you? Yeah. Yeah, cool. yeah. And then I'm I'm generally feeling hopeful about the vaccine starting to be distributed. Like, I, I don't know a lot of people who have gotten it, but, you know, there's definitely, like, some friends who have parents who have gotten it. And then, you know, there's people I know who work in healthcare who have gotten it. And I'm just, like, I'm feeling hopeful that it's, it's yeah. starting to happen. I'm excited about that. I'm also excited about our new administration. So those are things, like, broader things. I'm thinking in my own bubble right now. I'm like, yeah. what am I excited about in my in my very green and very cluttered bubble right now. <laughs> yeah, like it feels like, you know, I'm trying not to let myself hope too much just to protect myself from disappointment. But, you know, like I am starting to see that it's like, okay, the second half of this year, or maybe not even the second half, but Q4, I'm like, okay, things could be pretty different in a positive way by then. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. I just want my parents to get vaccinated. It's like, I don't think they're able to yet because they're not 70. It's different ages by state. Yeah. What about quarantine goals? Um, I don't know that I have any ones that I haven't talked about. I, I want to keep up with Melissa Wood Health. I'm trying to do that five days a week, and I've been doing it, um, which is great and making me feel really good and strong. And I can I can feel myself getting stronger, which is really um, motivating as well. Do you find that her workouts get harder as you get stronger? Because I feel like you start to use different muscles that you didn't even know you had. No, not necessarily. And maybe that's because I, I've done a lot of Pilates in my life. Yeah. Not that I was doing Pilates regularly when I started, so it was definitely a struggle. But I feel like I know how to activate or, like, what muscles it's supposed to activate. Yeah. I will say, though, that I do notice, like, on a day-to-day -day basis, like, some days I'll do it and I'll be like, I feel like a million bucks. Like, that felt great. And other yeah. times I'm like, oh, my God, like – it's so much harder today, not because the workout is harder, but because like I'm yeah worse at it today. No, maybe that's it. It's just been funny because you like I would have thought that it would have gotten easier. I've been doing it every day since August. I want to say like yeah, except I did go through a break where like I was just like bored and yeah. like trying other things, and um, I find that sometimes it just feels like it's getting harder. Yeah, there's definitely days when I'm like, oh yeah. I'm not not doing great today. I, I kind of have a goal. I don't think this is actually realistic as I'm going, but I wanted to finish a first draft of my book by June, which basically would mean writing 3,500 words a week, which That's, isn't – You can do that. I don't know that I can. <laughs> um, 
yeah, it's just been hard to like balance everything to be able to do that. And we'll see if that actually happens. Yeah. I mean, my overall goal is that I want to have it by the end of the year. But like I was like, oh, I think June is possible when I was calculating it. And then I was like, uh, maybe. Okay. So that's a maybe goal. I'm just, you know, it's hard because it's like I'm I'm putting all these goals out there. But at the same time, I'm trying to go like easy on myself and not beat myself up if I don't achieve them because like all of them are things that I have in- – goals that I've invented. Like mm-hmm. nothing depends on me doing Melissa Wood Health five days a week or me finishing a draft of the book that I'm writing by June. And so it's like on the one hand, I find goals motivating. But on the other hand, it's like my mental health is more important. So like if I need to go easier on myself, like I'm also trying to like hold that in my brain. Yeah, that's so important. You have to take care of yourself yeah. first and foremost. I had a weird moment a few weeks ago where I thought that one of my goals was going to be to do the splits. I haven't been able to do a split since I was a kid. Like a split? Yeah. With your legs? Yeah. Oh, God, that's just not in the cards for me. Like I'm a lifelong runner and my hamstrings are just – Well, I was ca- I was kind of like, oh, like I, I do feel like I'm getting more flexible for Melissa. And I was yeah. like, I wonder if I could like do a split at some point. Because you know when she does the – like in down dog and she like lifts her leg and I'm like yeah. if I ever like I can't there's no mirror where I do it but I'm like I'm sure if I saw myself I would look like a very different shape than she did yeah and I'm like I want to be able to do a split but then I was like I don't actually care that much a split and that move with your leg in the air are very different because from yoga I can get my leg up pretty high but a split is like that is like groin muscles that like are real tight <laughs> I mean, I'm all for that being your goal if you think you can get there. I don't actually care that much. <laughs> That's like a couple of years ago I had a goal to do a headstand in yoga, and I can still do a headstand. It's easy now. But um, it's just like it's fun to have those weird yeah. goals. I want to do a split. I want to do a handstand. I want to yeah. be able to, I don't know, balance with – I don't know. Like what the hell else do I have to do at night other than like stretch for 30 minutes? I know. I know. Do you – I've been, because of Melissa, putting my legs up the wall a lot. Oh, no, I don't do that. Yeah. The other thing I've been doing, which you might like, which I don't want to make you sign. You don't like this thing, actually. I really like Obey, and I like their restorative yoga. I, I, I could maybe try the restorative yoga. The thing I don't like about Obey is I think their music is like, it's like weird pop elevator music, and I hate it. That's so funny. It doesn't bother me at all, but I do um, – I like their dance class and I like their um, restorative yoga. I, I imagine that the weird pop elevator music would not be playing during restorative yoga. So no. Like it would just be like relaxing music and I could. Yeah. And could the dance music that. is fine. Like I think that what they're probably dealing with is licensing maybe. Yeah. So they probably don't can't use like popular songs. Well, I think it's all stock music. Yeah. Yeah. And it and it shows. Yeah. No, I hear that. Because I've I have experience with this for like my old when I did it YouTube yeah. I have a membership to Epidemic Sound which is like stock music yeah and it, it's not great yeah I mean welcome to scoring yeah. rom com pods yes um what's your goal do you have a, a quarantine end of quarantine goal uh mine's just to prepare to move and also to just physically move every day I've been really good at that I do Melissa every day I take an Obey dance class maybe like twice a week and then I. I'm trying to remember to do restorative yoga every like every Friday like evening, which means I should do it tonight um, because it's just so soothing. But if I don't move, I notice it mentally and physically, like not even like that physically matters as much, but just my emotional state. Like I've really realized like we're all just so much more fragile during quarantine and moving and getting sunlight both makes such a difference. Yeah. But I'm kind of on autopilot. Like last year I had so many big career goals and like – and I just want to maintain everything. Like I want to keep doing what I'm doing and I'm happy with that. Yeah. I don't need to like grow or be like the best at anything. I just kind of want to get my life in order. Yeah. And keep making money and like <laughs> being an adult too. Yeah. But, yeah. Not trying to like rule the world in 2021. Yeah. Maybe 2022. Who knows? Yeah. On that note, what about staying motivated? Um, I'm doing a few different things to stay motivated. So I I use this app called Daily Goals. It's a really 
simple, silly app. It's basically just like a calendar with little bubbles on it and you can put in any goal and how often you want to do it. So I I track my workouts there and it's like a weird reward thing where like after you do your workout, you get to like check off your bubble. Yeah. Um, I put my workouts on my daily to-do list and I I cross them off. Yeah. Um, So I use the daily goals app for – for like workouts and like other little goals that I might have. Um, I just made a big Asana board for Rom-Com Pod Season 3, which made me feel very What's Asana? Asana is like a um, a work productivity project project management software. It's funny because when you said that, I was thinking you made a vision board. No. And I was like thinking that it was like an Asana board was like a – Way of, it's much yeah it's it's like trello right yeah yeah basically we use trello for my blog yeah so i made that and I, and that like everything is deadlines and like mm-hmm. you know i'm so i'm such a type three like all of that is like very soothing to me um and, and then i need to print out my resolutions and put them on my fridge just so i see them every day i took down my 2020 list but i haven't i haven't put up my 2021 list mm-hmm. and then the other thing for motivation like i We've already talked about this multiple times, but like I, I, I just need to be better at scheduling and going for walks mm-hmm. because I just feel like it, it changes my mood, and so often it like sparks ideas. Yeah, like I feel like I just need to like schedule a one p.m. walk every day in the middle of the day when I'm like mm-hmm. I've gotten enough done and I'm starting to be like I'm tired or like I don't want to do anymore. Yeah, I think that I get so many of my best ideas when I'm out on a walk. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Do you have any other things you're using to stay motivated? Uh Uh-uh. No. (laughs) I'm not very motivated this winter. (laughs) Well, speaking about mental health, let's take a quick break to talk about a sponsor. So today's episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. BetterHelp offers professional therapy online via chat, video, or phone so you can talk to a licensed counselor from the comfort of your couch. So as we approach 12 full months of quarantine, mental health is really top of mind for both of us. Maybe one thing on your list for this year is to try therapy, but it can be really overwhelming to dive in. Where do you find a therapist? How do you know what they specialize in? What if it's not a match? And I really love that BetterHelp is solving all of these problems and saving you wasted time cruising through your insurance directory. BetterHelp offers private, affordable online counseling when you need it without having to leave your house. And they make it really easy. So here's how it works. You fill out a simple questionnaire online that assesses your needs. They ask you about your age, your relationship status, your past relationship with therapy, and what you're looking to address. And then they match you with your own licensed professional therapist. And they have counselors who specialize in everything from depression, stress, and anxiety to relationships, trauma, family conflicts, LGBT matters, grief, and self-esteem issues. You can start communicating with your therapist in under 24 hours. You can message them anytime and get timely, thoughtful responses. Plus, you can schedule weekly video or phone sessions. And best of all, it's more affordable than traditional online counseling and financial aid is available. And they're really committed to facilitating great matches. So they make it easy and free to change counselors if you need to. And if you're in the Bad on Paper Facebook group, there was a really great thread in there this month where some folks who have tried BetterHelp were talking about it. And I was so happy to see how many people said that they were having a really positive experience. But a lot of them also mentioned that one of the things that they liked about it was how easy it was to switch counselors if your first one wasn't a fit. Because otherwise, you know, it could be so discouraging. You do all the work to find one and then you're like, oh, now I've this isn't the one. Now I have to do it again. Whereas with BetterHelp, you know, they'll just rematch you. Yes. So anything you share is, of course, always confidential. And we want you to start living a happier life today. So as a listener, you'll get 10% off your first month by visiting betterhelp.com slash bad on paper. Join over a million people taking charge of their mental health. Again, that's betterhelp.com slash bad on paper. Let's talk about activities. How yeah. are you filling your time in this season of quarantine? So I'm doing a lot. Like I'm organizing and purging everything. You're not taking over the world. So you're just I'm like you're, you're doing this activities. Is, this is the year of personal growth, not yeah. professional. And yeah. I'm all for – like I'm still very focused on work. I still work sure. probably like 50 or 60 hours a week. I just – I'm working on boundaries. I am working on myself, like getting yeah. to know – patterns and all the things. But 
organization is a big one, just purging and organizing and sorting and getting rid of stuff. Um, I have been also on the personal growth thing. I have been loving masterclass. Like we both signed up for it this summer and I got back into it this week. I took, um, Robin Roberts's class on effective communication. Oh, interesting. And I will say (laughs) just real talk. I felt like the first half of it was kind of boring. Um, but she has a, a segment there on TV interviewing, which I found so helpful for us for the podcast. Oh, because I would like to be a better interviewer. And so I really got a lot of, of from that. And I really took one thing that she said, um, which again, like a little down this week, but she said, optimism is like a muscle that you have to use. And if you practice it every day, you'll get better at it. Maybe when I go upstairs, I'm going to pick a new master class. I haven't, I've been pretty spotty about using it. I've been doing like one a week. Clearly, we know how yeah. much I love Shonda Rhimes, which I can't stop talking about. Oh my God, you and Shonda Rhimes. But I, I want to try a fun one because all of the ones I've done so far are, you know, I, I did part of Aaron Sorkin's, I did Shonda Rhimes, I did Ron Howard's, I did, um, oh, I started Judd Aptow's, but they've all been like directly professional development related. I kind of want to do like RuPaul's. Yeah. There's so much. Like, there's so many great things that can help you be better at your job, but then also just to, like, learn a new fun thing. Yeah. Yeah. I'm such a big fan of it. Um, the other thing I've been doing is a lot of a lot of pampering over here. Doing just, like, my baths, my home spa stuff. I have a blog post about all my home spa essentials, but I really have nailed how to do an at-home facial. I have, like, the Dr. Dennis Gross facial steamer. And I have my peel pads and I have my masks and all of the things. And I'm a big fan – my new face. I'm a big fan of taking care of my skin as a hobby. Hey. <laughs> um, I have not been here to judge. getting re- really into the restorative yoga because it's just so relaxing and also um, it feels like adult nap time. Like you have to like – I in addition to the mat, like I put like all my pillows on the floor and – the, actually, the chappy wrap is a great yoga blanket. Oh, I can see that. Yeah, because it's kind of firm, but it's super soft and warm. I don't want to. I don't want to pay for Obey, but I do have because the Soul Cycle um, bike is powered by Varus, which is Equinox's app. Oh yeah, and they definitely have yoga, but I, I don't know if they have restorative yoga. But like that sounds nice. Maybe I'll try to do one this weekend. Yeah, I was thinking this week about my workout apps because I pay for memberships to Melissa and to Skyting. Skyting TV, which I haven't been as good about using, but I also have Obey and I have that as a, I have a partnership with them. Um, and so I got a three month membership to that. And I'm like, I'm going to keep that after that partnership ends. And I was like, Grace, like you're spending 10 plus 20 plus, I forget how much Obey is. I think it's 30. I'm like, you're still spending $60 a month on workout classes. Maybe it's, you have to cut something out. Well, the, the Equinox app is $40. So I mean, okay, yeah. don't feel too bad. And then I also pay for Melissa, but I mean, it's in non-pandemic times, I used to take multiple workout classes a week that were all, you know, a social class is $35. Yeah, I had an Orange Theory membership and a Skyting membership, which is like $400 combined. Yeah, so you're saving money yeah. from the before times. Yeah, I just – it was like it's like it was like a weird thing. I was like, I have three streaming workout memberships. And like, especially you've said like three times during this conversation how movement is something that is really grounding for you. So like don't beat yourself up or take away something. I know. If I'm going to take away anything, it should probably be all the takeout I get. <laughs> oh, another thing that I just got is the New York Times crossword app. So in Oh, I had a quarantine to- moment where I was really into that. Yeah, I do it like every day. Um because I kind of feel bad about my Candy Crush obsession. And I was like, maybe it's time to get a game that's like a little bit smarter. So I've been doing the crossword every day. And I really like that. Um, and then cooking more. And pu- I say cooking more. I've been doing my Blue Apron, which I love. Um, and puzzles um, and audiobooks together. I like an audiobook with an activity, whether it's a puzzle, um, a craft project, or um, cooking or cleaning. I've yeah. been really into audiobooks plus chores. Yeah. Yeah. How about you? I mean, my number one is puzzles. Like, I have turned a corner so hard from I was judging you at the beginning of the pandemic where I was like, a puzzle is not a solo activity, to me being like, God, the it's Friday afternoon right now, and I'm like, God, the only thing I want to do tonight is do a puzzle alone. <laughs> 
Um, Puzzles are a great solo activity. I'm so into puzzling. Um, Grace actually got me for Christmas a subscription to Jiggy, which is a puzzle brand. They're so pretty. My first puzzle. I think it'll come next week. I'm really excited. Yeah. So I'm super into puzzles, just like leaning into puzzles really hardcore. The great news is, is that I was – I tried to get Grace to do a puzzle swap with me, and she didn't want to because she doesn't have any puzzles. But you know who does want to do it with me is Grace's aunt. Oh, yeah. She um, asked me if – because I'm going to see her on Sunday. She's like, can I bring you puzzles for Becca that you can bring back to her? Oh, I'll have to bring some down for you to bring to her. I mean, also one of my activity hobbies is going out to these dinners with Grace Grace at all of her favorite places – you I'm make just it sound like we're doing ride. this all the time. We no, do but it. it's like once a week. It's something to look forward to. Yeah, yeah. It definitely is. Um, it's a little cold. I don't know. I think I might take a pause on the dinners. Last night was really bad. Yeah, you just have to plan it strategically. Like I made dinner reservations for um, this coming Thursday because it's supposed to be 41. So I was like, ooh, dinner. Yeah. Um, I mean, knitting, I, I haven't been – as active a knitter. I'm like firmly a seasonal knitter. I don't knit in the summer, but I haven't done much knitting this fall winter. Mm-hmm. But I made a hat, a really cute hat the other weekend. And, you know, it took like combined, it took like two days of not even a full two days, but like two days worth of knitting to do. Mm-hmm. And like having a little, like a small project that I can work on at night while I'm watching TV or something is like pretty nice. Yeah. So I'm into that. I'm, I don't want to make you know, another sweater or, like, anything big. Like, I want, like, little projects that I could just get through quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, Soul Cycle as an activity, like, I haven't talked about that very much recently because I feel like I just wouldn't shut up about it. But, um, you know, I, I have my Soul Cycle bike and I, I do it three days a week and um, kind of, like, working my way through their library of classes has been really fun. Yeah. I don't know. I, I think I've just seen so many people pick up really interesting hobbies during – like what? The pandemic. Like, um, Jess Keys decided that she was going to start playing the ukulele. <laughs> oh, my God. That's amazing. Yeah. She, like I, – I didn't realize that she's a really beautiful singer, and she is teaching herself how to play the ukulele. I had no idea of any of this. It's great. Or, like, I don't know. I feel like a, I feel like a ton of people I know have started either needle pointing or cross-stitching. I don't really understand the difference, uh, nor do I care, honestly. But I feel like I know a ton of people who've started doing. Yeah, Carly's gotten really, really, oh, yeah. really good at needlepoint. Yeah, like I don't know. I feel like it's a it's a fun time to take up a weird hobby, even if you don't continue it. Yeah. So those are the ones that I'm leaning into. Should we move on to the media por- portion of our episode? Yes, let's. What about TV? So, okay, so along with everyone. I watched Bridgerton. If you haven't watched Bridgerton, it's porn. It is porn. It is it's it's fine. Fluffy, addictive fluff. Like what I I feel like my whole The Duke is the reason. Oh to my watch god, she's so hot. I feel like my whole value system during the pandemic has changed where there's a whole class of content that I'm very willing to avidly consume that I probably would not watch otherwise. Oh yeah. So like would I watch Bridgerton outside of quarantine? I don't know. But like, did I devour it in three days and it gave me something to watch and talk to people about? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, definitely that one. I actually I got caught up on the bold type because I um, I'd stopped watching and I got kind of annoyed with them. I'm, I find them to be like – I feel like they're like my three young, annoying cousins that I just want to like slap. Yeah, but I, – I, I used to really like it and I just I, – I can't take any more of those girls. Well, I got – that's how I got too and I stopped watching it and then I was like, God, I need something to watch. And so I caught up and I Ooh. found them less annoying after – It's because after our standards are – time dropped. and distance. Probably love it now. Yeah. It was great. <laughs> So I got back into the bull type, um, the flight attendant. Oh, so good. So good. Mm-hmm. Not my usual type of show either. Definitely my type of show. Definitely your type of show. Love but it. I was very into it. Um, also, I can't say this enough. Watch Ted Lasso, which you didn't love. I didn't like it. I, I love felt it. Like it was so cheesy and I don't understand why everyone likes it. But you don't it so like much. comedy. You don't like Shits Creek. You don't like I like comedy shows. Not I have really. a sense of humor. Going to comedy shows? Oh, sure. You like 
I like comedy stand-up. shows, not comedy TV shows. I like smart humor. I don't like these dumb shows. Like Shits Creek. I'm sorry. Everyone's going to come for me now. Shits Creek, Ted Lasso. Like they're so stupid. I love them. Both of them. <laughs> sorry. That was harsh. But that was really harsh. I thought Ted Lasso was one of the best shows I watched last year and I love it. Everyone And I feel like it. so f- – I actually feel like generally few people have watched it because it's on Apple TV Plus. Yeah. So I feel like not that many people have that. I don't know. Whenever I did a poll for like what should I watch on TV, it was like one of the number one things people suggested. Interesting. The other thing that I I very highly recommend is the Save by the Bell reboot. Oh, would I like that? I don't know. I love Save by the it's Bell. It's cheesy. As a kid. It's so it's on Peacock and what on, is Peacock? It's like NBC's streaming app. Okay. So it's I thought it was so funny. It um is very self-aware. Yeah. Where it like makes jokes at its own expense and especially at the expense of the old TV show. Mm-hmm. Um, I really enjoyed it. Okay. Um, so I love that. I also really want to watch – have you watched the Fran Lebowitz docuseries yet? I watched part of it and I loved it. I really want to watch that. I love her. I like that kind of humor. Well, yeah, but that's totally different. Yeah. That's not a sitcom. I don't like – maybe it's just I don't like sitcoms. Maybe. I don't know. What is on your – TV list recently. Um, so besides the flight attendant, I loved the undoing. Um, I thought that I didn't like the ending, but I just loved the process. Sometimes yeah. it's almost like it's not about the destination. It's about the journey. I feel that way about books sometimes. Yeah. And I felt like the ending was kind of a cop out, but I felt like the show itself was great. The cast was great. The suspense was really like kept me on my toes and like held my interest i feel like a lot of shows like especially like sitcom stuff i just lose interest and i get bored um this one like really kept me guessing um and right now i'm watching two shows on netflix the first one is lupin which you started, I started that last night it's there's only five episodes and i have to oh, like, spread it? them out yeah I'm oh, gonna watch I've, only, tonight. I've already watched three of them I've watched three as well. That's funny. And I know that there are, like, to your point, there's some holes in the plot, but I just am enjoying it because it's in Paris and it's beautifully shot. And Grace was, like, roasting me because I, I said that I – She was picking so many holes in this. But the Lupin as a show is still smarter than, like, a lot of the shit you watch. Oh, it, And it, I say this lovingly. I'm abso- not being mean. Oh, no, no, no. I know. It absolutely is smarter than I, a lot of the shit that I watch, but I have higher standards where I'm, like, a lot of the heist plot lines, I'm, like, ooh, yeah, but then you can sit there and watch like Ted Lasso or yeah. Shits Creek and be like yeah. the happiest. Yeah, <laughs> they're different. They're different. I I get it. They're like different I'm teasing you, and I understand. No, I know. I get it. Um, but I'm enjoying Lupin. I, I think I think I like it because it's in Paris and it's really like fun and pretty to watch and it's engaging. It reminds me a little bit of White Collar, which was one of my favorite shows back in the day. Also, the acting, the dubbing is is really well done. It is. And speaking of dubbing, another show which I've only watched one episode of because then I discovered Lupin is Money Heist. Oh, yeah. Okay. I need you to explain this to me because you texted me and Alex the other night and you were like, it's better than Money Heist. And I was like, I don't even know what Money Heist is. Okay. So Alex came over the other night and she had a lot of work. Um, and I wanted to go to bed early because so we couldn't pick up a movie. And she's like, my friend Becca keeps telling me I have to watch Money Heist. So we looked at it. There's four seasons, which is yeah, that's great because there's lots to watch. And it's set in Spain, which Alex um, n- listeners probably don't care about this, but Alex studied abroad in Spain and she went to business school there and she like has this really big connection with Spain. Um, and the acting is great and it's very fast paced and it's um. The episode we watched was, like, about a bank robbery, so it had those, like, Ocean's Eleven vibes. Oh, okay. It's great. Um, I only have watched one episode, so don't quote me on that. But okay. I, I'm i into it. Like, I really like, um, like, an action mo- action type of show or movie or, like, a whodunit or a mystery. Like, you guys know this about me. I like a heist movie. Yeah. For sure. I love a heist. So this is – it's good. And it's very well dubbed. Like Alex and I were watching it and we were like, is this dubbed? I felt like with Lupin, I could tell it was dubbed like pretty quickly. With Money Heist, I was like, wait, this is a Spanish show. Is this dubbed? And we were like, yes, it is. But you could, you can't even tell. Um, What about movies? I don't really have much here. I haven't really been watching any movies. Um, There's two that I watched on HBO Max. One was Ready Player One. Um, oh, I've actually never read that book or seen that movie. Oh, my God. It's so good. It's one of my favorite books. I know it's one of your favorite books. Is the movie as good? Yes. But oh, okay. So it's one of those things. Anyone who hasn't seen 
the movie, I would say you need to separate yourself a little bit from the book and just look at it as a totally different movie because they take a lot of creative liberties, but it's so well done. Like anyone that I've – I've had a lot of friends watch it who haven't read the book and they all love the movie. Oh, okay. But I, I – well, the first time I saw the movie, I was kind of frustrated. I was like, well, this didn't happen and this is a total departure from the book and I was getting mad. Maybe I'll watch the movie because I don't see myself reading the book. The book is kind of long, but it's so good. I would, and there's so many great pop culture references. Highly recommend that. The other one is, this is what this cracks me up because people tease me. Um, Crazy Rich Asians is the perfect pandemic movie, I think, right now. And I'm saying, oh yeah, tease travel. I didn't love the book, but I love the oh, movie. Oh, I loved the I loved the book. Um, the cinematography, the cast, the fashion, all of it. It's so aspirational and just. It's just very escapist. Yeah. What about read in a day books? Read in a day books. Um, I would say like cheesy thrillers, um, like anything by Megan Miranda or Greer Hendricks and Sarah Pekinen, Liv Constantine, who wrote The Last Mrs. Parrish. Any of those three authors, you can read those books in a day. And they're like, I don't want to say that they're not, they're not like smart books. They're just like fun thrillers. That will, like, you just can't stop reading them. I love reading one of those on a Saturday. Yeah. I feel like – so I went back and I I looked at my last few months of reading to see, like, what were the books that I actually read in a day. So I'm obviously super into Ellen Hildebrand right now. Mm -hmm. My my two ones that I would recommend that I've read so far are 28 Summers and Blue Bistro, which – both of which I read more or less in a day. Yeah. So I feel like that type of book is – really comforting right now and like so quick to read. I also a few months ago I read this book called The Mall by Megan McCafferty and she wrote the Sloppy Firsts series that I loved when I was a teenager and mm-hmm. The Mall it's set in the early 90s and the entire plot of the book takes place in a mall in the 90s and it was like very fun and cheesy and I read it in a day and I was like really delighted. And then Another book that I read recently in a day was Snowfall of Silver by Laura Wood. So you guys have, love her. I love her. You guys have probably heard me like evangelize a sky painted gold. And so this is the third book in that series and follows Lou's sister Freya, who goes to London to become an actress. And this one was just like a hug. It was a hug. Oh, it was so wonderful. And then the other thing that I read in a day recently was um, Heartbones by Colleen Hoover. I would say any of Colleen any Hoover's Any of Colleen books. Hoover's, yeah. I just finished Layla like a couple weeks ago. I haven't read ago. that one yet. It's good. I have it. But um, that one just like – it sucked me in. Like yeah. I remember specifically that I started it after dinner on a Sunday night. So it was probably like 6 o'clock or something. And I was like – I finished it. I was like I'm staying up until this is done. Mm-hmm. So I think that's kind of our quarantine episode. Do we have anything else? I don't think so. Do you want to get into end matter? Yeah. Um, Okay. I don't have an Instagram obsession this week. What's yours? I have two. We can share them. Oh, yeah. I'm looking at the notes. Yeah, These are mine, too. We're sharing. We're sharing. So I followed this week. I followed at VP and at Flotus. Amazing. And it is just making me so happy to follow both of them. Ironically, I don't follow President Biden, but I do follow. Oh, I follow him. Kamala Harris, and I, I followed Dr. Jill Biden. And especially um, Jill Biden had content last week about the dogs at the White House, and it was making me so happy. Yeah. I love their dogs. Yeah, they just make me really happy. It's such a good symbol of change. Yeah. What about non-Instagram obsessions? So non-Instagram obsessions, Lupin was one. Yeah. I also found a new podcast I like, which is called Scam Goddess. I've never heard of it. Have you heard of so? Um, I don't even know. Someone told me I needed to listen to the Hilaria Baldwin Uh episode because that whole situation was just wild. Wild. Like, did we ever talk about it on on here? No, because it happened over Christmas, so we were on a break. Yeah, it was just wild. So Hilaria Baldwin, she's been pretending to be Spanish. She's from Boston. Her name was Hillary Haywood. Um, It just – it was such a wild thing. I used to take her yoga classes. Like I remember that. So I'm like very invested in this because she had a full on Spanish accent when I would take her yoga classes. She'd talk about flamenco dancing and like, like she was. I was what like, a commitment to a lie. Such a commitment. So the this episode, I'm like only halfway through it, but they're very funny and it's comedians. There's a different comedian that comes on every 
week and they talk about a different scam. Oh, interesting. Which is so up your alley because, you know, we like love our Anna Delvey and our oh, yeah. Caroline Calloway and all of that. I could check that out. That mm-hmm. sounds great. Yeah, so it's those. And then I was going to say Masterclass, but we already talked about Masterclass. Okay. Yeah. What about you? I have two. So the first one is last Saturday night, we went out to dinner. We went to Carbone and it was freezing. It was a bad choice, but the food was delicious. And I ended up getting a glass of wine there. And it was like one of the best glasses of wine I've ever had. And it's it was an Oregon Pinot Noir from the Willamette Valley. And the winery is called, I'm not positive how you say it. It's called Elite, A-L-I-T. Yeah. Um, And they have a bunch of Pinot Noir. So I'm not actually positive which one it is. Did but, you buy more? Yeah, I bought. They're coming tonight. Where did you get it from? On their website. Oh, cool. So I ordered um, three. I ordered six bottles altogether. Like one is a mixed pack of three different Pinot Noirs. And then one is just three of the same that they said is their like signature one. Yeah. So they're like on the expensive side, but like not terribly priced. Oh, I'm going to do this. That sounds fun. Yeah. I really like their wines. I just started partnering with Wink for my Instagram. Oh. And I got my first delivery. I used I to get there. I used to do it. Like, I used to be a paying yeah, yeah. customer. And it's cool because you take a quiz and yeah. they send you four bottles of wine. Wink is much more affordable than this one. It's oh, yeah. Well, $39 so, for four bottles. So this one, what I thought was interesting is they have this wine club where basically you pay a $100 membership fee. Yeah. And then you basically get it for wholesale prices. Ooh. So if I can find the one and if it truly is as good as I remember – then I'm like, I think I'll do that. How did you pick which year to get? I'll show you after. Okay. I can't re- – I like yeah. – I randomly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, I'm getting – I'm on, on this site and I didn't get to try this wine that she had. She's well, like, also share it with you before you yeah. buy it if you okay, want. Okay, we'll do that. We were out to dinner and I was drinking seltzer and meanwhile, Becca's like, this is the best wine I've so ever good. had. And I was like going to cry into my glass of club soda. The second obsession that I have is that I finally pulled the trigger and I bought a Barefoot Dreams blanket because they were on sale on at Nordstrom a couple weeks yeah. ago. And I got the, you know, like the leopard one. Yeah. It's like white and gray leopard. I got it. And obviously the whole internet can't shut up about how great it is. Yeah. And I was like kind of in my head prepared to be like, it's fine. It's amazing. Interesting. It's amazing. It's the best blanket I have. It is Oh, my God. Well, you know my love for Chappie, so I don't think I can bring- It's different. It's so different. Interesting. it's not fleece. Yeah, but, like, the Chappie is not a fleece blanket. It's, like, it's, like, so much better than a fleece blanket. It's different. It's a completely different type of blanket. Does it feel like the cardigan? Yes. Yeah. I don't think I want that. Oh, but it's so good. I like the cardigan for, like, when I'm definitely not going to see any- another human being. Sure. But I didn't – I don't think I want the blanket. Well, I love it. I'm obsessed with it. Okay. What about on the book front? I quit a list. Okay. Tell me. I finally finished Joyful by Ingrid Vitelli. Oh, my God. I know. Should we throw a party? No, because now I want to reread it. Um, I mean, I read this <laughs> You're gonna book. You're going to start it all over again? No. I, I want to reread the bits about symmetry again. But I love the book. I felt like I learned so much from it. It took me several months to read because I literally will read one chapter and I have a notebook and I take notes about it and write down – different things like cause she references so many architects and artists and I didn't know who a lot of them were so I would t- write them down and then I would go back and look them up and follow these people on Instagram and stuff so the process just took me a long time to read yeah but yeah I love this book I started Finlay Donovan's Killing It I DNF'd it I know you liked it I just I didn't like the main character and I felt annoyed by it and I was like life is this is our, both of our mantra life is too short to slog through something you're not enjoying um so I just put it down I am listening right now to two audiobooks I'm listening to The Lynching by Lawrence Lemer and that is about the um 1981 lynching of a black man and how it destroyed the cake the Ku Klux Klan and it's pretty dry. Like it's a lot of like courtroom stuff and a lot of talking about civil rights history. But I um, I'm learning a lot from it. I was I almost said I'm enjoying it. I'm not enjoying it, but I'm learning a lot from it. And I think um, I there's a part of me that's like a little bit of a history nerd. So I really enjoy that. Um, I'm also listening to Untamed by Glennon Doyle. Mm-hmm. Really enjoying that and taking a lot away from it because I think Glennon and I probably have some similar personality traits, like the introvert, the people pleaser. All of that. Like, couldn't have more different lives, but um, similar qualities. 
I, so our friend Morgan Hoyt from NYC Book Girl emailed Becca and I about a book called Infinite Country by Patricia Engel. And um, this book, it's short. It's under 200 pages. So you could read it in a day if you wanted. But it is so beautifully written. It is um, the story about a family that gets split up. Um, What happens is the husband and the wife illegally immigrate into the U.S. And the husband gets deported. And so their whole family is split up. And at this point where he gets deported, they have three kids together. One of the daughters ends up going back to Colombia where they came from. Then she gets into trouble and gets sent to this all girls juvenile penitentiary, like prison type of place. It's like a, it's like a, a nice prison, like where like the nuns are in charge of them. And it's just about the story of this family. And like, it tells the story from everyone's perspective and you see like how, um, they're all affected by this. And it really gives you, like, I've read a lot of books about immigration and stuff in the past, and it really gives you a very sympathetic look at what it must be like t- to be in the con- in a country like the U.S. and feel like you don't belong, even though these, like, two of the children were born in the U.S., like, just that. And, and the way that they're treated in school, the way that the mother who is a cleaning woman is treated – it's, I can't recommend it enough. And the writing is just exquisite. Like I want to read everything that Patricia Ingalls written because she's just so talented. Is this book out already or it's coming out? I think it's out March 2nd. So it's not out just yet. And then the last book, which I'm currently reading right now is The Mothers by Britt Bennett. And The Vanishing Half was one of my favorite books of 2020. And so I'd had this in my pile and I was like oddly not craving a thriller. I was craving a smartly written book. I'm like, I think now's a good time to read The Mothers. It's a little bit of a slog if I'm being honest. Hmm. I heard a lot of people say that they like The Mothers more. So I'm about 150 pages in and I alternate between being like – this is kind of slow to, to really liking it. And I did turn a corner with it last night. Like I read like oh, interesting. 50 pages and I got really back into it, but I feel like I definitely preferred the vanishing half. Okay. Maybe yeah. it's like, you know, with Sally Rooney's books that like a lot of people like normal people, but don't like conversations yeah. with friends and vice versa. Maybe it's kind of like one of those. Yeah. So she's an amazing writer and I don't like, I, like I could never write as well as Britt Bennett. So t- take this as you have it just a little slow at, at parts. And like, sometimes I, I'm like, why well, I'm getting bored, but I want to stick it out because I'm half, I'm more than halfway through with it now. And it did kind of turn around for me last night. Yeah. How about you? So I have much less. So I read the beach club by Ellen Hildebrand and I, I went back and I bought a ton of her past books yeah. just to like kind of read over the next few months. Yeah. And, um, this is actually her first book. And just kind of as I go about writing a book, I was really interested to be like, of course, you know, 28 Summers is amazing. Yeah. It's her, I think it's her 20th book or something like that. So I was really interested to see where she started. Yeah. Um, it's beautifully written and it's really well plotted. It it did not hold up for me and I didn't end up loving it. It Aww. was written in 1999. Okay. And I think it came out in 2000 and it – She's like, been writing forever. Yeah. Well, just like the attitudes about relationships and like gender roles and things. I was just like, I don't love this. Okay. And so I think that it was probably like at the time it would have felt like really current. But I think like now 21 years later, I was like, oh. oh that's very normal. I think a lot of like especially romance books from that era yeah. just aren't going to hold up. Yeah. So I, I ended up being pretty meh on it. Okay. Uh, but it was in- it was an interesting experiment to go back to her first book. And, and honestly, it was so impressive that, you know, her it, – it's such a testament to her skills as a writer how well-written even her first book is. Yeah. So I read that. Then – oh, my gosh, Grace. I read – People We Meet on Vacation by Emily Henry. Grace, I loved this book. Okay. I am so excited. So it comes out May 11th. Okay. I am so excited for this book to come out so that everyone can read it. It is so good. Really? Because you hated Beach Read. I hated Beach Read. I hated it and I'm I'm sorry. I didn't even bother reading Beach Read because you hated it I so much. I hated it. A lot of people loved it. I hated it. And – but I loved A Million Junes, and so I, I tried this, and I was like, well, the, the premise sounds really good, and I was like, let's see. Um, Grace, it is so good. 
Ooh. It's a best friends to lovers romance, and it is about this pair of best friends who have a tradition where they go on a summer trip every year. And um, so it kind of is told in two timelines. The first one is their trip this year, and then the it's also interspersed with chapters of all their previous trips. Okay. It was so great. It also is like a really great um, – it, w- it was, like, really fulfilling because I obviously can't travel right now. So it was, like, this was kind of, like, the next best thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I loved it. I devoured it. Amazing. Can't recommend it highly enough. Okay. And then um, I started um, The Most Fun We Ever Had by Claire Lombardo. Have you read that? I don't think so. So it came out last year, I believe. And um, it is this book that has incredible Goodreads reviews. I've heard of this. So, and it's been every like people recommend it to me all the time, and I I finally bought it. It's huge. It's like 550 pages, but oh, wow. um, I started it, and it's about it's about this family that has four sisters, and each of the sisters are kind of going through different things, and it's told kind of about the present, but it also goes back and forth to the past, and it talks about their parents. Um, so I'm I'm only probably about 60 pages in, so I'm still like very much at the beginning. Okay. Um, But we'll see. Yeah. And if none of those appealed to you, we announced our February book club pick last week, and we're going to be reading If I Had Your Face by Frances Cha, which is a book about uh, contemporary South Korea. It takes place in Seoul, and it follows four different women who are all kind of like making their way through their 20s and 30s and all kind of having like very different experiences and problems. Um, It is – pretty salacious. There's a lot of great stuff about sex and about about sex work and about about plastic surgery. Incredibly it's, written. It's so incredible. I was the, fascinated. The it was so good. It was so good. So we're going to discuss that the last Wednesday of February. And in the meantime, if you'd like more of us, you can follow us on Instagram at Bad on Paper Podcast or you can join our Facebook group. Just search Bad on Paper on Facebook and we're always talking about books and more. I'm on Instagram at Grace Atwood, and my blog is thestripe.com. And I'm on Instagram at Becca M. Freeman, and my other podcast is called Romcom Pods. It's a fiction romance podcast, and I would love for you to check it out. Bye. Bye, guys. Bye.